podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I'm your host, Hunter, and this week I've got the full crew alongside me, Steve Stokes, Matt Lamborn, and Wise FIFA. Wise, first thing we want to talk about, Icon Gate. That's what everybody's talking about. Twitter world is all about Icon Gate. We want the details. We want your thoughts. What do you got for me? I am happy to share my thoughts on that. I woke up one morning, I believe it was that Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning. God, the days are getting mumbled in this quarantine period. To my Twitter just absolutely exploding, all the the timeline going wild. And for the people out there that don't know what's happening, boil it down, very brief, very simplistic. EA or an EA employee or employees, I don't think you can single-handedly target it, were offering to directly deposit certain items, mainly prime moments, icons that are as the FIFA player base knows, are extinct on the market directly into players' accounts for fees. And those fees ranged in the upper to mid, what is that, like around 800 to 1,500 pounds? Was that pounds? If not, it's a lot more dollars. But it is it is a wild turn of developments, especially given EA's stance on coin selling, account selling, and trying to monetize their monetized game mode, if you will. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, to me, they just got to sort it out and have it not happen anymore. That's my quick facts down to it. But Hunter, is there anything you'd like to add about that one? Um, I do think that um, EA does have a hand in this. Whether it was a rogue employee or, or if they knew about it in general, I do think EA kind of set the stage for all this to happen. Um, the fact that these cards are so unobtainable, which we, we've all kind of had this chat in private discussions, but it's, it's, it's no secret that they want these cards to be extremely rare. And this situation was a derivative of that. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, going forward, I would expect major changes to come. Um, if they went back to business as usual, I would be highly, highly surprised after this uh, with the yeah. negative press uh, that it's gotten. But, uh, we already released the special Icon Gate episode um, just yesterday. So Matt, Steve had a discussion and they brought along Matt Aguilera and had a reuniting of the Footstock podcast. So if you missed that one, go listen. You can get caught up on on what their thoughts are and, and have a different perspective on things. But yeah. we don't want to spend too much time on that this week. But uh, Steve, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely encourage people to check that out, if only to find out what my conspiracy theory is. Mm. I'll add one little tidbit, to, not to be exact, like you said, not to beat a dead horse, but market-wise, I don't think it has that drastic of an impact on the foot market. These are players that are going for 15 million coins, so I don't think anybody needs to be sweating out there. It's just such a, it's just a black eye and uh, uh, fuel for the fire of certain sects of the FIFA communities on social medias, as well as we should be outraged that the f- play to win aspect has really been exacerbated in this moment for especially feeling bad for the pros we're not that outraged are we matt no i'm I'm not particularly outraged about it at all i do have some minor gripes about 
some doubts it casts over the game and how the market operates and that kind of thing. Mm. And I think what we're all kind of alluding to that this coming to the attention of mainstream press has kind of highlighted how ridiculous the whole system is in obtaining digital content in FIFA and Ultimate Team in general. And if we're kind of slowly moving towards a change in the way that these items are distributed, i.e. we're going to move away from pack opening to get random content to perhaps a marketplace where we can purchase what we want outright, then what that casts doubt over for me is whether players will still take kindly to having their digital assets stripped away every 12 months knowing that they've paid a specific amount for a card and basically had to abandon it with a minimum of... uh, or a maximum, sorry, of 12 months later. And if they're certainly buying something towards the end of the game cycle, then they might only have it for a matter of weeks. So I think that's something that's probably going to have to change. And it'll be interesting to see how EA adjust to that. But I think that's the way we're going between what's happened here and the threat of regulation sort of looming large on the horizon. Yeah, as Roy Hodgson might say. It's a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> the the memes have been top quality though for all those people out there. It is there is especially an especially good one of the rare gold for Lanmendi going to be costing everybody five pounds. So I'd like to see that because that means that he wouldn't be used as much. I'm just glad you mentioned Ferland Mendy because I don't have to do it. Had to mention Mendy, didn't you? I was already thinking of a way to put him in. Uh, I, I might as well get ahead of the bullet. Screw you, Hunter. <laughs> well, appreciate that you're helping me out every week man yeah screw you Hannah did you say screw you Hannah <laughs> that's exactly what I said hmm. yeah screw yeah. you Hannah <laughs> that's in sync appreciate it <laughs> uh, so moving on we're, gonna, we're not going to spend all day on this because it really doesn't impact us whatsoever um, what if team 2 is done it's dusted it's gone and just in time to run a pack promo they sent player days after <laughs> The promo ended. Uh, that's kind of my my thought of player days. Um, special pack offers with nothing in packs. Um, Matt, what do you think about player days so far? Oh, oh, it was an absolute nothing, wasn't it? But the the purpose that it served was to basically permit a market reset of fodder in the guise of a promo, which never was actually the case. But it, it's achieved a, a bit of a, a market reset in the build-up to the team of the season, which is ultimately what they wanted to do. Um, so in that case, it's, it's mission successful. But to come um, to a, a brand new Friday where you would perhaps expect a new promo to run two weeks after the last one started and basically not really have anything other than a couple of objective cards and whatnot is a little bit disappointing. But we have been awash with new content lately. Um, so we can't complain on the uh, the quantity aspect of content, but the quality of it recently hasn't been the the very best. But we are in that sort of awkward uh, limbo between uh, team of the year and, and team of the season, where not a lot happens, unfortunately. So we're we're just sort of treading water until the next big thing comes along. Yeah, um, if if they don't run anything. I think that would be a huge miss on EA's part. I mean, considering one of the most popular promos that we have yet to see this year, Foot Birthday, uh, which if you're looking around Twitter and the social media, that's pretty much what people are expecting next is Foot Birthday. You're already seeing predictions, which is kind of crazy considering we just wrapped up a new promo and we still have one going on, if you want to call this a promo. But uh, Wise, what are your expectations going forward? 
Yeah, I thought that Matt brought up that great point about it being a a reset on the SBC fodder. You know, they were running those two for one pack promotions and in a way allowing a lot of these cards that are used for SBCs, so these high rated golds to come down, which they needed to. So it's a good lever to pull. And I mean, they what every tell me you guys all don't see on every single one of EA's tweets that they put out. The top five comments are all give us free packs, give us free packs. And so they gave us all a free ultimate packs, like good, good, or well, most people ultimate packs. So that was good from that perspective for this player days. I was a little disappointed that they didn't do a little bit more. I think they're trying to move this away from a pack promo into an objectives promo and SBC promo, which we can talk about or which we will talk about shortly. But I, in the future, I don't know. I mean, I didn't actually mind that there weren't uh, additional promo players so that the market could have a normal fluctuation, if you will. And what I mean by that is if you bought players during the week and then waited to sell them after division rival rewards and even today, you know, pre-weekend league when demand is high for players for competitive teams, you made a bunch of coins. And so I don't mind that, you know, it was, it was a good, it was good for us traders, but I'm sure they'll get back to putting some players in packs that have boosted stats that people aren't happy about uh, next week, if you will. Some position changes, maybe a couple flare skills. So it, I, I don't think it's the end of the world to not have a player or pack per, promotion this week. Speaking of skills, the man who doesn't really like skills prefers to pass and move. Steve, how are you enjoying player days? It's... um. It's not really registered with me, to be honest with you, Hannah. Um, and I have nothing against skill moves. Just uh, I like to keep it simple in the tutorials because I know that uh, not everybody tends to play that way. So it's just uh, it's a case of, of letting people see how things work without the skill moves. Um, but yeah, I've kind of got out of the habit of it, actually. Quite an interesting point. Um, it's easy to get in and out of habits on, on foot. So, yeah, maybe I should start introducing skills back to my game. Anyway, I digress. Player days. Player days, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a bit flat for me, to be honest with you. Um, looking forward, two of my favourite promos are still to come in um, Foot Birthday, as Wise mentioned, and Carnival. So, looking forward to them. Uh, what if the highlight for me was that I did the... Leroy Fair SBC and he obviously got his upgrade quite quickly and he's he's just an immense card um, something that's going to drop in the Foot Academy um, Patreon very shortly is going to be a how to play the Invincibles way tactic mm. uh, which will be Arsenal from the 2003-04 season and I've been using Fair as the Gilberto Silva so the uh, the defensive midfielder in that system, and he's just um, he's I'm going to use that word. He's a beast. He's he's an absolutely exceptional card. So I've been enjoying that. Um, I've ground out the objectives, which I think we're going to get to a little bit later. Championship um, Dutch. That's it, isn't it? At this point, I guess we're still waiting for the MLS ones. Um, but yeah, promo-wise, uh, what if was a great idea, but um, I'm not. I'm not really sure it's caught fire, has it? I think uh, if they run it next year, they should maybe change the title to "So What." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh shit. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said, Steve. It's it was a, a a wonderful idea, but I feel like they massively missed some really good opportunities to be extremely creative, which seems to be the pattern. But what do we know? Um, moving into the content section here, uh, we're talking about SBCs and objectives. Matt, you mentioned to me in DMs you were doing this EFL grind and how difficult or frustrating it might have been for you. Tell us about it. Yeah, so it was a good opportunity to actually put into use the championship objective cards we got much earlier on in the game cycle, of which we're all pretty good. Uh, Josh King, um, oh, what's your man's name? He used to play for Chelsea, the winger. I forgot his name, though. Sinclair. You know what I mean? Sinclair. Yeah, thank you. Scott Scott Sinclair. Trevor Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah, Scott for Man City as well. Right, right, right. Anyway, so yeah. they were good cards, but not weekend league ready cards necessarily. So it was a good chance to, to get to use those in a semi-competitive setting. So the objective required you to use 11 championship players. Now, given that the championship doesn't really have any good central midfielders and certainly doesn't have any good defenders whatsoever, it was actually really difficult to build a well-balanced team for this. And having to use your free substitutions on a goalkeeper and two centre-backs was really frustrating when you were playing against people doing other objectives and then just bringing on Mbappe and Maradona and just walking through your team. It was a pain in the ass. But I think the cards that are up for grabs there mostly are pretty worth it. And there was also an SBC to do a striker, Armstrong, who plays for Blackburn, who looks like, you know, the kind of card that Jamie Vardy would like to be at this stage of the season. Uh, very fast, very aggressive, good finishing, all that kind of stuff. So that might be you know a super sub, or if you're building an all-English team, it will strongly to Rooney and Dak, who you might already have. So on the whole, I think the cards are worth pursuing, um, but the process in getting them was very frustrating. And I kind of find that this is the case of a lot of these type of managerial masterpiece type arrangements now I find that they're getting super toxic because if you go a goal behind and let's say you're doing an objective where you just got to finish the game if you equalize they'll just quit which is good for you because obviously it means you're finishing the game quicker but the attitude is so negative that they just expect you without any pre-arranged conditions to just rage quit if they score a goal that's that's kind of where this has gotten to now and I kind of feel that with managerial masterpiece this was something that we looked upon as a bit of a ray of light for this year's version of the game at the beginning and it's now really been deconstructed into this really nasty overly aggressive game mode that people behave in such an abhorrent way that it's not a whole lot of fun to play unfortunately and it has the potential to be one of the best sort of ideas, but it really needs a little bit of refinement and allowing people to bring on players like Mbappe and Maradona. Just no, that's, that's not what the intention was with this and how they sort of set up the minimum squad requirements and that kind of thing. It was to get you to use some players that you don't normally use and maybe give you a little bit of flexibility to bring in something unique on top of that, but be able to sub in like ultra meta weekend league players is, is, is not right. And I hope that they reassess that for next year. Yeah, I think I think the answer is to bring in some sort of ratings cap, isn't it? Where you can just the maximum rating of a player you can use is eighty five, eighty six, or something, just to stop those ultra sweaty players. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I I did this objective too. Before we get to that, though, um, I'd like to make a proposal, gentlemen. 
And the proposal is that we ban the fucking term super sub from this podcast forevermore. Nobody in foot ever talks about bringing on a sub or saying, yeah, he'd make a really good sub. Everyone's a fucking super sub. Is it only me? Am I the only one who's noticed this? It's, it's really got on my nerves. Yeah, the, the next generation isn't going to even have a term for substitute. It's just going to be super sub. <laughs> yeah, everybody's a fucking super sub. God, we've got to stop it. Anyway. You're my yes. super sub, Steve. Mm. Oh, wise. <laughs> You're so sweet. But yes, I'll try my best not to use that word. I'm sure we're all going to say it like six times for the, on this podcast. But yeah. You, you've thrown me wise. What was I saying? Um, yeah. Super I, sub. The objective, um, I didn't find it that bad, to be honest with you. I used um, probably the same as Matt. I used 65 silver centre-backs and, and subbed on replacements. I found Ben Foster was quite good in goal, actually, with a glove on, so didn't need to replace him. Mm-hmm. The cards themselves are decent. Um, the Rico Henri one, or Henry, I, know, I presume it's Henri if we're going to call him Rico. I don't know. Um you know he's English, right? So his first name is definitely just Henry. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, Rick, Rico Henry. He sounds Irish. Um, but yeah, Rico Henry, the English-Irish fullback, <laughs> uh, probably about as good as you're going to get, really, as, as an English left back at this point. So worth doing it for that. And um, I enjoyed it as well because it was a great excuse for using the Blackburn Pele, who I've had stashed in my club, um, Bradley Dack. Oh, I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, he is great at that level. He, he, he's excellent. Um, so that was fun. And it's nice to have a chance to use these cards again. One of the things that's frustrated me about the way that it's set out, though, is that as you're grinding out the objectives, uh, because of the squad rating and because... In the in the first set that we had, um, we had Sinclair that was rated eighty two, we had Bradley Dack at eighty two, and then Josh King was the top rated card at eighty four. As you were going through the the grind, you could add these players into your squad and and test them out, give them a run. But because in this set we've got um, O'Henry at eighty four, we've got Lerma at eighty five, and Buendia at eighty six. You just you couldn't realistically get them into your squad with the seventy seven rating, um, so I think it was a bit of an oversight from EA really to uh, to force us to use the seventy seven rated squad. It was just a bit frustrating for me. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting proposal, Steve. I totally yeah, that's that is something I don't think they considered. Is I mean, you wouldn't be able to use all of these objectives, and for for fairness' sake, of course, too. But it is interesting that you wouldn't be able to use all these cards in a squad mm. if you had them oh, that's that's neat yeah, I didn't think about it that way really frustrating and, and obviously the same applied to with the uh, the Dutch cards you know you couldn't you couldn't try them out as you went along which was the case with the uh, the first set so yes be prepared for that with MLS yeah no, I guess that's not the end of the world though because I wouldn't want to be the average player you know who's just trying to get one of these players, I wouldn't want to be coming up against the tryhards, which would inevitably be where they have all five of the previous, you know, hypothetically, you know, they have all five of their foundation players already. That'd be kind of tedious. I have all five. What are you trying to say? No, I meant like, you know, they already have five working through their <laughs> six and just be, ugh, yeah, you know, just those people that, you know, yeah. You I think him. you need to keep rowing that back, to be quite honest. Yeah. No, no, I don't think you should row it forward. Sounds like Steve's a tryhard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit house of the year next year instead of Matt for trade with Steve there. <laughs> hey, uh, imagine that. 
<laughs> oh man speaking speaking of shit houses of the year who did that freaking joe hart sbc steve um, yes um do you remember a few years ago i did the daniel sturridge sbc i do do you remember how well that went horrible hmm. joe, joe hart is he's not quite on a par i suppose i when i first started using him i thought oh my god what have i done um his animations were just shocking. He just, he repeatedly went into this sort of falling over alligator arms animation. Um, American listeners will know what that mean, <laughs> means. Um, to English listeners, it basically means you just sort of flap your arms a bit and fall over. Yeah, how Raheem Sterling runs. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's dinosaur arms, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I was going to say about Joe Hart, can he actually manage to dive low to his left in this game? Uh, Jordan Pickford's got alligator arms. My bad. That's the one. My bad. My apologies. Yeah, no. Good shout. Yeah, they, they should have. They should definitely have nerfed his diving low to his left. Yeah. Um, no, that he can't. Well, it, he appeared to start with that he couldn't dive anywhere, and then I remembered the advice from Greg Hartley um, back on the Foot Weekly Pod from a few weeks ago, uh, where he talked about bringing the goalkeeper out with the triangle to close the angles and then releasing the triangle so that they can get set to make the save. I started doing this with Joe Hart, and I thought, oh my God, um, there is actually something about this card. Once he narrowed the angles and got out of these positions where he went into these ridiculous animations, he started making like monstrous saves. And it kind of compensated for, for these crappy animations I mean I should point out that all goalkeepers have this crappy animation really it's just a problem with the game um, so yeah he's, he's turned out to be not that bad um, I, I did him for chemistry really as much as anything to link to Reese James so there's that um, but he's not worth it is the bottom line I, I wouldn't advise people to do it most SBCs at this stage of the game aren't really because the cost of a higher rated cars, like in the 84 to 87 range, is so expensive now that it costs double or triple what it would have done two or three months ago where that card might have been viable. Yeah, I mean, it's it, quite honestly, I don't think any goalkeeper is worth that amount of coins, really. What did um, it cost, about 300 yeah, case? Like yeah, I mean, you have Lloris and Pope could do the same job. Exactly, so, yeah. 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 And uh, the other thing with Hart is that he has 70 reactions, which is despicably low um oh man that's it for a keeper Oof. yeah um but that said i mean uh nick popes aren't great either he gets the job done but yeah it, he's not worth it um the sbc that was worth it will go back to him was leroy fair i mean what a bargain that card was for what eighty thousand coins Whew. no absolutely no the, the, and i'll i will interject here kind of with some with some wise words if you will just about the market at the moment i mean Matt brought it. We we have we're at that weird crux in the game where they're they're gonna make SBCs right now to take coins off the market right before this team of the season promo because once that happens there will be a bunch a huge influx of these high rated cards will be almost basically discard given whatever league they're in and so devalue SBC fodder just tremendously. So there, so you, you're walking a fine line of like, all right, well, do I do any SBCs right now? And I think that's all coin preference, but you should be on the lookout. Try to do the fur SBCs. Try to stay away from the Joe Hart SBCs unless you're Steve. 
I thought you was going to say an idiot there, but that that would have worked too. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 they they try to bait you. I mean, what? What's another baity SBC? And uh, if you have a couple words, don't mean to cut your segment short on Joe Hart, but the, this new Cavani SBC that's out. You know? Yeah. We have we have some of these baity SBCs where it's attractive because you know they play for you know they either have a big name Joe Hart you know play for a big team, Man United or uh, Tottenham in that case, and so it. They're trying their best EA to level the playing field a little bit before team of the season. So there's not just crazy people aren't just all spending all their money at once, but we'll see how it plays out. Get your coins out, Man United fanboys. I know, right? Yeah. They'll eat their hearts out next week in the Sun Zero, hopefully, but we'll see. So are you going to do the Cavani SBC wise? I, you know, I actually do not, I do not dislike that card looking at its stats for its price right now this is friday we're talking i mean i'm sure this will get hunters the editing whiz he'll get it out soon asap the price of this sbc is going to be around 350 maybe a little bit less if you can wait till squad building like squad build squad battle rewards oof geez got it out there i don't mind what this card gives us he gives us really good reactions really good composure and quite good agility the issue is is he going to play well given his body type and the fact that he doesn't have the traits that some other strikers have in the Premier League in a sense, you know? But if you're a Man United fan or if you're an old, if you're an old Serie A fan, if you're an Uruguay fan, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at you if you dropped your coins in this SBC. I've just tried to search for him on uh, Footbin and I've typed in wise. Just, <laughs> just as a nugget of useless information for you. <laughs> No, I, I you're getting to him. Wise. I, well, I, I'd love to hear Matt's take on this. It's just like Matt, have you used any players this year in your Matt meta that have the power header trait, and have you got it to work effectively? Have you seen any difference with the power header trait? Yeah, this this is a Matt meta no. card. No, I, is, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that power header won't do anything against the kind of caliber of defender that you come against come up against at this stage of the game, perhaps. With the exception, if you're coming against teams who are playing two fullbacks at centre-back, then you might get some aerial advantage there, particularly off corners. But generally speaking, you can't overpower you know, the, the big meta centre-backs in this game with, with any kind of striker, with, with a power header trait. They're just not adequate enough, unfortunately. And I would have snap completed that. Um, SBC for Cavani had I not purchased Prime Moments uh, Crespo uh, a week or so ago. I think they're a bit too... Oh, nice. You pulled trigger on yeah, that. Yeah, I think they're a bit too similar. Um, and Crespo has four-star skills as opposed to three-star for Cavani. But, you know, I am a fan of Cavani as a player and that type of card. And, you know, it's a good link to say your player of the month, Bruno, or if you have a Rashford um, special card, that kind of thing. Um there's an argument for doing it, but I think it's it's more of a nostalgic thing. But I think we mentioned before the start of the podcast there there is an element of cuteness that there's a um a special version of Dybala that was in an SBC recently. We have the Pastore uh, objective that's come um up today at the same time as this Cavani SBC. So there's a serious potential for a Palermo throwback there, which is quite enticing for the people who like their Serie A. Uh, teams and, and, and throwbacks and that kind of thing. So if you're into that kind of thing, then this will obviously appeal to you. But I, I don't think it's 
necessarily a good use of coins. It's it's more for funsies, I would say. But uh, there's probably better cards that are already in the game that can do the same job. It's more about the the linkability to certain types of players, either Uruguay players or Man United players, that are going to give this card some some real value. Before we move on from Cavani, one interesting thing that I've clocked about this is the high, high work rates. And potentially, I mean, if you put a Guardian Chem card on him and got his defensive awareness up to 70, you could potentially play him in midfield. Yeah, I can see He, he would actually make that. quite a dominant box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, and you know, if, uh, if you're ever down in a game and you need a goal late and you get a corner, you could always bring him on as a super sub. <laughs> Such a dick. Fuck off, man. <laughs> you walked into that one. Yeah, he set me up. Perfect. Um, speaking of super subs, um, <laughs> uh, Pastore, this this objective is a little bit different than your previous league player cards. We don't have to do the game where you have to score in ten or fifteen games. You just have to win fifteen. Um, uh, scoring 30 and assisting 20, those, those just come with, with going after it. Um, six finesse shots. It's the damn through ball. The, the EA are still enticing people to play the sweaty through balls, which is extremely annoying, but I much prefer to have to win 15 than just score in 15 because you have the rubber band effect and you run into the players that either want to score on rubber band They'll even let you score first, but you have to sit there for 20 minutes and watch him do ball rolls. So I took a different approach with this. Um, I just started playing games to win every single time. If they gave me a goal, call me toxic if you want. I just kept smashing them. I didn't ask for him to give me a goal. He gave me one, but I'm not going to let you score because I don't want to sit here for 20 minutes and watch you do ball rolls. What do y'all think about that? Is it toxic? Is it not? One of the things I had real fun with when I was doing the uh, the championship objectives was people who were rubber banding and putting the rubber band over the sticks. So obviously what happens when they do that is when they get possession of the ball, they run in a certain direction Um, because of the way the rubber bands go on. um, In one half, they'll run directly away from their goal and in the other half, they'll run directly towards it. So I was having great fun trying to get my player tackled inside the penalty box at such an angle that they would run past their goalkeeper and score three own goals and concede the game. Definitely recommend that if you come up against a rubber bander. It does, actually, it does work. Yeah, A mini game within the real game. I like there it. There you go. See, where, where else can you get this kind of content? Exactly. <laughs> Top draw. No, I, I meant I, I did it in an adverse way whereby I was winning a game the guy appeared to have, or I, I scored a goal that I needed for my objective, let's put it that way. I think it might have been like a finesse shot goal, so I didn't need to win. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm rubber banding this. Went to go have my dinner, came back and realized that I'd obviously scored a bunch of own goals because I sat my player in the wrong direction. So, you know, live and learn, folks. Make sure you, you, you go in the right way. While we're talking about this as well, I've got to give a shout out for ultimate shithousery to Luke M from the. Uh, from the Foot Academy Discord, uh, he he went above and beyond the call of duty for shithousery. I think he's already a shoot-in winner for shithouse of the year just for this. He <laughs> um, he came up against somebody who had the rubber bands on. So what he did was he just waited for the ball to go out of play and immediately 
that it went out of play for a throw-in. He'd intercept the throw-in and kick it back out of play again. Uh, the logic behind it being the guy with the rubber bands on is trying to get the game finished as quickly as possible, but he was wasting Luke's time. So what Luke effectively did was stretch the game out for as long as he possibly could. And wasted and more of his I own think, time. Well, he wasted more of his own time, but <laughs> in the process, you know, really shoved it to this guy who was uh, who was rubber banding. And I think he managed to clock up a total of, I think it was 14 added minutes in the second half. So oh. GG's for shithousery there, Luke. I can't condone that behavior. I, uh, I think we got to edit that part out. No, okay, we'll, leave, well, we'll leave it I, in for perspective. That's fine. I think it's fantastic no, it's, if, if people want yeah. to put their rubber bands on and they come up against people with the patience of Luke. Fuck them. Oh, man, that is awful. Oh, that is. Ugh. So we did have a question that came in from George23. George asked, what came first, the meta or the rage in the FIFA community? Steve. Hmm. Oh, great. I was really hoping you'd come to me first with that. Figured what that. came first, the meta or the rage? Um, probably the rage because it's it's FIFA's very much a game where you're you're playing against yourself to a certain extent. You, you're playing to match your own expectations and people aren't naturally very good at accepting their own limitations so they tend to blame external factors um deep down everybody believes that they're an above average driver uh which can't possibly be the case if 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 we're all above average drivers where are the below average drivers um if you if you take the analogy but yeah i i would say based on that logic that the the rage came first the meta um don't get me started on the meta i guess move on <laughs> <laughs> I'll think- reel it in. I, yeah, I, I, I also agree. Yeah, I think that people got mad because they were getting clapped—not the Canadian clap, but they were getting <laughs> clapped—and then they decided to then adopt the tactic of the person that was beating them, or you know, they try to seek out outlets for individuals that were having success that they could try to replicate, so that not be as mad at the game. Maybe how a lot of you know social media is consumed. So, I uh, I would say that the rage came first. But to be fair, that doesn't mean that it's not a perpetuating cycle. The meta has definitely caused some rage too. I just want to take this opportunity actually to remind people to leave us a review on iTunes, um, if for no other reason than that I don't think there are any other foot podcasts out there where you'll get a mention of rubber banding techniques and sexually transmitted diseases. Five stars raids. Oh my god. Where where is this podcast? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Where do I go from here? Um Yeah, Meta or, or the Rage. Oh, oh my god. Fuck's <laughs> sake, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um the Meta or the Rage. I don't know. I feel like you you're talking about your expectations. Well, how do you meet your own expectations? You have to employ some sort of strategy in order to achieve your goals, right? And what better strategy than to use the meta? Which is what? Which is the meta came first because when you don't achieve it with the meta, then you rage. Fucking hell, you have turned this into a chicken and egg question, haven't you? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. That's what it is from the start. There's no right answer here. It's just opinions. (laughs) 
We haven't heard from Matt though. Yeah. I know. Tell us how you got to your meta. Okay. So I, I was thinking about this from a purely personal perspective in terms of how and when did I first experience you know, severe rage in Ultimate Team? And I, I genuinely think it would have come way back in the day. So I'm thinking FIFA 12, FIFA 13, maybe, whereby you could have had a stacked team, particularly with stat defenders, all that good stuff, and you would still get annihilated by the Aston Villa trio of Bomberhaw, Bent, and Ashley Young, especially when Ashley Young could do outrageous wide finesse, shot, finesse shots. Um, and they were all pretty much discard-priced uh, players as well, and all English, all Villa players, so everyone could have them, and there was basically no advantage in having like really good defenders in that game. So there was a, a cheap beast meta that caused enormous amounts of rage. And for me, um, that's where the community started looking at value in cheap beasts or coming up with shithousery tactics that would then essentially result in the kind of rage that we're talking about. But it is very much a chicken and an egg thing. The rage makes people seek out the meta. The meta creates rage. Um, And it's, as Wise, I think, said, it's a self-perpetuating thing. On and on it goes and... And it's always going to be that way. Uh, but hopefully here at Footballers, we're here to help you with a little bit of uh, meta rage therapy every now and then. But you just got to accept every now and then you're going to come up against a team that is complete bad aids. Yeah. I've got, I've got another proposal, gentlemen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. Maybe we should replace the term meta with master. No, 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 no. The master. Uh, d- d- go, go with me, wise. Okay, I will. I will. No, I am. I am. I am. Most annoying shithousery tactic available. <laughs> I did not think you were going that avenue. The master. Yeah, you, you thought we were going to go down a sexual route, wise, and you were wrong. Well, I thought possibly <laughs> there's a lot of routes that I did not trust you with that one. Disappointed in <laughs> oh, you. This is a great opportunity to, to splice and master and serve and buy Depeche Mode if we could. That would be wonderful. Oh, it's going to be a hell of an edit, man. <laughs> God. Yeah. Fuck my life. Um, yeah. So speaking of cheap beasts, does anybody remember FIFA 15? Gervinho... Dumia and Ibarbo. Oof. That's fucking rage right there. That is pure fucking recipe for rage. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Hey, in in if the people are actually listening this far into the podcast, you know, if they're on iTunes, you know, Steve already said it, leave the review, you know, give us five stars, of course, undoubtedly, and then tell us who your most hated players of FIFA of all time are. Yeah, make that uh, the review. Give us five stars and tell us who which player you hate historically most in FIFA. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And the worst sexually transmitted disease you've ever contracted. That would help. We, we, we covered the full spectrum on this podcast. Like you mentioned, you're not getting that anywhere else on the internet. You're welcome. One, <laughs> two, never play me with Nilmar and Wellington ever, ever. I think that's FIFA 13. Ooh. Maybe FIFA 12, actually. Ugh. I think it was 12. Emanike is also in that trio. Miss me with that. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, that was a good one. What about him? Man, who doesn't miss that 81 Ramirez from Chelsea? That card was good. <laughs> oh, that was a, he was a beast. Ugh. Went like the clappers. What's that? He went like the clappers. Anyways, 
That went straight over their head. Uh, I think that is Apparently. the English term, yeah. Puffy. I thought you were still being gross. <laughs> this is, is a term for being very fast, Hunter. Okay, oh, hmm. You've got filthy minds, you lot. It's maybe an American thing. I don't know. That definitely is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. So recently, if you guys haven't checked out, while we're talking about reviews and iTunes and, and the community and what we're building over here, be sure to check out the tutorials in the Discord. We just posted last week a build-up tutorial, and it sounds sort of basic on the surface of when you oh build up. Okay, yeah, that's boring. It's not fast-paced and sending through balls. I promise you, if you go in there and watch that video and you employ some of that stuff into your game, you will play so much better, and you'll naturally find yourself not wanting to sprint because you won't need to. The only time you're going to be sprinting is into space, which is the whole point of the video. Please do yourself a favor, watch it, learn how to protect the ball, how to build up, how to keep possession. And the longer you do that, the less goals you're going to concede because they're not going to be flying down the pitch because they can't get the ball. Steve, what do you think? It's, it's something that was necessary because it's something that I see so much when I do coaching sessions. People just running headlong into nowhere, into dead ends, or just running headlong into a situation where they're going to be forced to make a decision quickly that they don't necessarily need to make. Um, and as I mentioned in the tutorial itself, I, I, I should check this out actually and find out the origin of this quote, but somebody a, a lot wiser than me once said that um, the ball will never get tired, uh, meaning that if you pass mm -hmm. the ball, you know, the ball doesn't have stamina, you yeah. can move up and down the pitch. I want to say that's a Brian Clough quote. But I might be it, it could well be a, a cluffy quote. I, I'm fond of the cluffy quotes. My favourite being that if if God had intended us to play the long ball, he'd have put grass in the air. Um, Jeezy that, that's my favourite cluffy quote. I've probably butchered that slightly, but it was something like that. But anyway, yeah, we digress yet again. It's um, it's it's an important tutorial, and the feedback on it has been great so far. So. Uh, if, if you're in the Discord, if you're in the Academy, definitely check it out. Um, if you're thinking of signing up to the to the Foot Academy, it's another good reason to sign up. I don't want to sort of push it and plug it too much. If, if people want to sign up, I'm sure they will. If they don't, they won't. But yeah, it was a necessary tutorial and it's, it's kind of a... Um, it's going to bridge into other directions as well because from looking at space, I want to move on to looking at ways to attack certain areas of the pitch and there is one specifically effective method of attacking in real life football which is equally as effective in FIFA and that is going to be the next tutorial following on from this. You just said you were going to bridge into new territory. Yes, I did. <laughs> Don't bridge me, bro. Well, maybe I'll do it with a super sub, hey? So proud of you. As long as it's not for Mendy. Or marijuana Fellaini. There we go. He's in. Got him. Nah. We got him. I think I my my job here is done. well Matt's going into early retirement. Before we go, I just I wanted to ask you guys a quick question, specifically Steve, but you guys can chime in too. Steve, do you know what the difference is between an enzyme and a hormone? Do I know the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? Yeah. Um, yes. What is it? An enzyme 
there's no point in me giving a reason to dance. This is a, an enzyme is used in metabolism. You can't hear an enzyme. <laughs> Steve either didn't get it or didn't like it. One of the two. <laughs> So this week, we had a particularly good team of the week for being this far into the game cycle. Wouldn't you agree, Wise? Yeah, absolutely. I People for the longest time and even ourselves on this pod have talked about how you know, the weekend league rewards aren't up to snuff because they don't give you enough usable players. And I still think that that holds true and they need to overhaul it, but we're not getting into that cup of tea. This team of the week, though, has at least a handful of players that I think could be very usable. I know we, our boy Matt has a couple he'd like to pick on for sure. But I think this is a great a great team of the week for this point in the game and plenty of great value cards, too. Well, we might as well do a borrow, buy, and bury segment. Oh, let's do it. Steve, I need all three. Who are you going to borrow? Who are you going to buy? Who are you going to bury? Have I done something to upset you this week? You, you keep throwing me under the bus with the, the first I missed you, man. You weren't here last week. Bad questions. Right. Um, I would buy, borrow, bury. I would borrow Romarinho, the Brazilian cam, because I've used his Silver Stars card quite a lot. And it would be interesting to see how the upgrade is. Um, looks pretty decent. So that'd be something I would do out of interest. Um, I would buy probably Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel. Oh, that's it. Casper <laughs> <Kasper laughs> Schmeichel. Yes. Um, I would, yeah, the Great Dane. Um, that's probably who I'd buy initially because I like the... Uh, green link to Fafana, who's in my squad, mm-hmm. and he does have some some nice stats. But eighty one reactions again. We're back to reactions, not the best. Um, but he, you could make an argument for him fitting into my team, I suppose. So that would be the the logic behind that. And I would bury. Um, the Canadian, I didn't know who's Canadian actually. I'd bury Craig David. I didn't even know he played football, to be honest with you. <laughs> Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> Craig David. Is he one of the bench players? Well, that's John. It's Jonathan David is his real name. Oh, but, I was going to say who's yeah, Craig Jonathan David? David is his real name. Yeah, and that, that's a great that's a great shout. He's also got that future star. I actually got him in my red picks this week. Can I get a rewind? Right. Wise. I would, man, I would borrow. This is a, the, the borrow is a tough pick for me because that Luke Shaw does look spicy as a little thick boy for us all out there. But that Aaron Zahavi on the bench, I, you, I have his red pick of the 84, I believe. So I'd love to try out his 86 in a weekend league squad and you could now that the Air Divisie is so is a glutton for good options with that Robin, with that I mean that fur that we've been hyping up as well, I'd love to get him into a side. 
to buy to buy i think i'd have to do the goretzka i'm gonna be a basic boy here and just do that goretzka plenty of great stats and i really like kimmich as well so just being able to have that perfect chemistry link would open up a quite a plethora of squad building opportunities or just not have to worry about it and that team of the year alfonso davies is also lit so plenty of mm. plenty of good, good players uh, to good super link sub. him to Great super yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Team of the year, Alfonso Davies is an excellent. No, I was talking about Goretzka. Yeah, either would do. No, they both. No, I, I was, I was also joking because who wants to put one point nine million dollars? Maybe EA employees can put one point nine million dollars worth of cards on the bench. Let's see what um, you did there. Yeah, 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 I like that. I brought that one full circle. <laughs> the last one, I was going to bury Jonathan David as well because of the fact that he has that foot future star. But I think I'm actually going to bury the Jonathan Ta. Uh, Case Miro is Case Miro. I don't want to hoe on a guy that has 69 pace. Nice. But Jonathan Ta, his body type uh, is just so bad this year. He's going to feel so clunky. So I don't want that anywhere near my squad. He had a, was it a road to the final card a couple of years ago. It was mm-hmm. through objectives. Yeah. And it was pretty much the same build, but pretty much an identical card as i remember and it was really good yeah you know it's just it's just the the game mechanics this year i'd, yeah. I'd have to say I, I, but i agree with you no, I, I see where you're going with it yeah he's uh he's not he's not uh master is he you mean meta you can have yeah, to trademark meta. that yeah before someone steals Maybe. it oh. let's round it off matt yo who are you gonna buy who are you gonna bury who are you gonna borrow okay so i have bought Luke Shaw, uh, with the intention of playing him as a centre-back. I think it's going to be absolutely uh, fantastic. And I can only see it going up in value because of its linkability to various Man Man United special cards. But that's a a really good shout either for investment or for using as a first team or super sub player, whatever your preference is. And (laughs) I would have borrowed Zahavi, but but Wise has beat me to it. So I'm going to change to uh, Alvaro Morata. Um, that's a card that I've liked um, at the beginning of the game. It's base card w- was nice at that early stage. He had a, an okay first in form, but at 87, it's just about usable and links to a, a plethora of good Juventus players. So I'd like to try that one out. And I'm going to bury one that perhaps would fall into the map meta ever so slightly. And the reason why I'm bearing it is because one, it's in a terrible league and its stats are slightly underpowered at this stage of the game. But there's a 78 rated Jordan Larson plays for Spartak Moscow as a striker with medium high work rates. That is just very, Mm. very odd indeed. Um, So odd that I'd quite like to try it out. If this had come out in week one, I would definitely be buying it and playing that out of curiosity to see how it behaves. But at this stage of the game, it's just too low rated, unfortunately. But having medium high with flair and finesse shot, you know, player dropping deep maybe makes a good false nine, but uh, at this stage of the game, that's a, a big no-no. So uh, unfortunately, we don't get to try the map meta on that one. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Not really. I think we've covered everything. Uh, yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think we're done. Right, Matt. Where can people find you on the social media space? Sure, they can find me at Lando Matt on Twitter, or I'll be hanging around in people's streams or in the Discord as Mets Gaming. So feel free to say hi. 
Steve, is this too difficult of a question for you? It's one that I've been asked a few times, Hunter. Uh, people can find me on Twitter at the Foot Coach. They can check out the Foot Academy on patreon.com forward slash Foot Academy. And I will be back to streaming on Twitch sometime very shortly, which is twitch.tv forward slash the Foot Coach. And while we're plugging things, if there are people listening to this pod who haven't already checked out the bonus uh, Footstock Takeover edition, uh, definitely check that out because it was not only was it great to to get the two mats back together, um, it, it was it was a really interesting chat and thoroughly enjoyed it. There's some good information in there, some some good theories. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's well worth checking it out. And hopefully, we'll be getting Matt Aguilera more involved with the Footballers podcast going forward. So that's something to look forward to as well. Indeed, indeed. Wise, where can people find you? Yeah, mate, you can find me on Twitter at Wise FIFA. I tweeted two times this week, which is two more times than I've wow. tweeted probably the past like three months. I noticed so, that. You, you were a little boom. active this week, man. Two tweets. I know, right? Trying to get a little momentum going. Mm. Uh, I feel like you deserve the clap. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Fuck. I know. I'll maybe get that. It's a Friday night here in the city. I'm sure I could find that somewhere. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And last little tidbit I want to throw in is that Jordan Larson that Matt killed is actually the son of Henrik Larson. No. That is, he is related to him. So you could play a little father-son duo in this game. Hmm. Unfortunately, George Weah is out, or else you could have done that with Timothy Boy as well. But I thought that was a little tidbit for the listeners at the end here. I had no idea. That's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Why is this full of information? All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter, the foot hunter, the underscore foot underscore hunter, and also on Twitch, same username, I don't have anything else to add. We will catch you guys next week with hopefully a new promo to talk about and an update on IconGate. That's all for now. Catch you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Stay with us. Network.